When two souls, each rooted in deep self-love, come together, their union becomes a catalyst for change because they recognize themselves in each other and they realize that what they admire in the other is literally a mirror of the deep love that they've been cultivating in themselves. And through that cultivation process, through that time and that nurturing of their own self-love, they have raised themselves to a vibration where they are then able to effortlessly call in a partner who exudes that same level of love. Welcome to Who the Hell Am I? I hope somebody can tell me. This is a refreshingly authentic and unfiltered podcast, at least I think so, uh, where we really delve into the essence of living authentically and rediscovering the simplicity of nourishment and holistic living. My name is Heather. I am a certified holistic health coach, and I love getting to the root of problems, illnesses, mindsets, you name it. I just love getting to the root of all of it because I believe that the answer lies at the root. If we can follow the problem to the root, we will find the answer there as well. Instead of looking out in all these places around us, um, looking to the media, to celebrities, to icons, to doctors, to gurus, for seeking our answers out there, we're missing the message, we're missing the point. The answer lies within, it lies in our core, at the root. And that's what I talk about in this podcast. I invite you to join me on a journey of unraveling, if you will, the complexities of modern health and wellness and mindset, where we liberate ourselves from the clutter of trendy diets, perplexing wellness regimes, and mostly all the societal pressures that dictate our lifestyles. In this podcast, I dare you to challenge the shoulds and the have-tos that have long defined conventional notions of health and identity. I've not been waiting my whole life for you. I've been great with me and you've been great with you. I love who I am fully and completely and you love who you are fully and completely and that has enabled us to then love each other fully and completely. And because of that, we're able to love who we are together. 
you came along and you added immensely to the already rich life that I was living. And I feel blessed that we were able to call in each other in a way that complements our individual lives. You add colors so vibrant to my life in a way that just makes everything shine brighter. I show up fuller and more holy with you in my life. And that is because I learned to be alone. I learned to revel in the aloneness and I found myself there. And once I was able to find myself there in the aloneness that was a little uncomfortable, I learned how to love being in that place with myself, which makes being in this place together with you so much more fulfilling and deep and alive. I love you. I wrote that clip that I just read at the beginning after reading someone's post um, on Facebook. Someone made a post to their uh, fiance. And it read something like, I don't remember the exact words, but it read something like, I've been waiting my whole life for you. And those were the first words and it caught my attention. And I was like, huh, why does that rub me the wrong way? Why does that not sit right with me? And so I started feeling into that, noticing how I felt and what that brought up for me. And I realized that why that made me uncomfortable is because it reminded me of who I used to be and how I used to be. There was a time in my life, in my younger adult years, where I did believe that I wasn't whole without someone. I didn't believe that I was good enough on my own and that I needed somebody to complete me. And that's another phrase that I don't like. I don't like the phrase of he completes me or she completes me or you complete me. We are complete on our own. And that initial completeness, that wholeness of self, that essence of being everything that we need, finding everything we need in ourselves is so important because once we find that, then anything else that comes along is fantastic because it is adding to the fullness and the richness of everything that we already are in ourselves. And it's the work of getting to that place 
of fullness and completeness, feeling that, that must happen in order for us to show up fully in a relationship with another person. And I will say, I, I fully believe that a lot of people don't um, do that work. Um, it's, it feels, I won't say that it is, but it feels a lot easier to just seek out somebody else to quote unquote fix us than it does to actually dive into the work and see where the wounds are in our own spirit that can be healed in order to help us find that place of wholeness within. And this is how so many of us end up or have ended up in relationships that are not everything that that we deserve because we're so afraid of being alone we're so afraid of our vulnerability and our realness and our hurts and our pain being seen. We're so afraid of exposure that it feels easier to be in a relationship, even if that relationship doesn't feel right. We would rather sacrifice our true desires and we would rather sacrifice the deep part of us that's maybe screaming, no, this is wrong. Or there's something else, or this isn't it, you're not there yet. Hold on a little bit longer. Not hold on for, the, for someone else, hold on. Stay single, be alone. It's okay to be alone. Be alone a little longer. You're not there yet. You're not ready yet. I don't think that's a message that's taught enough or that is made okay enough. We live in a society where there's a lot of pressure to be in a relationship and have a plus one for every event. Show up for the holidays at your families and have your date. Have, yeah, it's not normal. It's not been normalized, I don't think, to at least not in the circles that I roll in. It's not been normalized to necessarily show up alone and for that to be okay. And it puts this pressure to 
have a plus one. Always have a date, even if it's not someone you're really interested in. Just so you're not showing up alone. And there's nothing wrong with having a date. There's nothing wrong with asking someone to accompany you to an event, even if you're not in a serious relationship. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is when we put so much pressure on having to have a date for everything that goes on in our lives, the message that can end up being conveyed is that it's not okay to be alone. We're not whole unless we have a partner. When in fact, before we can fully show up for a partner, we need to be okay showing up fully for ourselves. We need to be okay being alone. We need to be okay showing up alone to things. There was a time after my divorce when I was doing some of the deepest parts of my healing. And I've shared in other episodes, I've talked a little bit about some of that healing, a lot of that healing being around my attachment style, reading the book Attached and discovering attachment theory, which was something brand new to me. And finally beginning to understand what my attachment style was and how that played into the patterns, the dating patterns, the relationship patterns I'd been falling into for all of my adult life and finally realizing there's a reason for that. Oh my gosh, it's coming from my wounds. And then having the work of going in and beginning to heal those wounds. And as I was going through that healing process, I stumbled across a program that was called Becoming the One. And um, it was the first time I ever invested in myself. Um, I was in therapy at the time, and therapy was actually the first investment in myself. But then I had never, I had never worked with a coach. I had never uh, spent money on a program or a course. Like I had never done that. And this program called Becoming the One uh, happened across my path and it cost a hundred dollars. And I remember I would go to it and I was like, huh, this, this, this is everything I'm working on. Wow. This is like, I really want to do this course, but I couldn't justify spending a hundred dollars on myself to invest in myself. I, cause it was so foreign to me. And I chuckle at that now because at that memory, because I, I'm now at a place in my life where investing thousands in myself is, uh, it's so important to me and it's so valuable to me. And 
And I'm so grateful because that shows being in that place where I, where I know the value of spending that money on myself when I can, when, when, when I'm able to, I'm so grateful because that shows me that's a sign of growth right there. Just being in a place where I understand that that is so important. And so I think of this memory and I just, I smile at how long it took me to finally spend the $100 and invest in this program. And I'm so glad that I did because it ended up being a huge piece of the puzzle to healing my relationship wounds. And it was, it was in this program that I was first introduced to inner child work, shadow work, um, all these different concepts that at that time were so brand new to me, but so it was like a revelation. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, there is a hurting little girl in me who I've not paid attention to. That makes so much sense. Oh my goodness. This is why I feel this way. And this is why I followed this pattern. And, and then started doing this work and, and to which now years later I've done continued to do to such a deep level. And in this program, what I loved about it was it allowed me to be vulnerable with myself. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't with anybody, like everything was videos. I was watching videos and I was working through lessons and I was um, doing everything. It was self-paced. I was doing everything on my own and it was really, really powerful and moving. And so I wasn't ever in like a group coaching setting or working one-on-one -on -one with a coach or anything like that. And I think that that was probably a good place for me to start because when I would be doing these lessons and listening to these videos, I would be alone and in a, you know, at home very often on my patio where I was very comfortable. So I was always in a place where I felt safe and comforted and very allowed to be vulnerable and allow myself to go to some of these deeper places, just kind of visit them. I, I, was, I was a little bit timid to go too deep because I had never done anything deep like that. So it was, it was a little uneasy. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, uncomfortable. It was just so unfamiliar. And I would do the uh, work on these lessons and just 
find myself in tears. So much was coming to the surface and so much was being felt fully for the very first time. And there would be certain exercises that we would be encouraged to do. And one of the exercises was to take yourself on a date. And you were to take yourself on a date, whatever kind of date you wanted, and but you couldn't have anybody with you, and you were encouraged to not have any distractions either. And to this day, I look back on that assignment as one of the best things I ever participated in because, A, because of how seriously I took it, and I mean, I'm talking, I, I scheduled this date. I scheduled it just as I would if I was meeting somebody out or being taken out or I prepared for this. I got a new dress for this date. I did my hair and my makeup. I mean, I looked good for myself. I, I, I showed up for myself. I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I remember I, I was nervous. <laughs> I, I didn't know what to expect. You know, it did. It felt like a, a first date where you're hoping it goes well. You have the butterflies in your stomach. It was the same feelings that I was experiencing, but it was because this was so new for me. I wasn't used to being alone in this way. I had always sought out the company of other people. And here I was taking myself on a date, dressing up for myself, showing up for myself. I didn't really know how to be with myself. And I remember I, I took myself to dinner and I chose a restaurant in downtown St. Augustine where I could sit outside because I love to be outside and I wanted to sit outside so I could people watch, you know, watch everyone go by on the street and just enjoy the experience. And that's what I did. And as I was walking to dinner, I passed this little like gypsy shop that I had walked by a million times before and never even really noticed. And I was walking to dinner and I heard this lady call out and say, we're doing tarot card readings till nine. And I, I turned and I looked and there was this lady sitting on the stairs of this shop. And I was like, oh, cool. I had never had a tarot card reading. And... I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll come back. Because in my mind, it was, you know, it was dinner. I had to go to dinner. That's what I had planned. And I walked to dinner. And I was sitting outside at my table, had a glass of wine. I didn't let myself have my phone. I didn't bring a book. I had no distractions. It was me, myself, and at a nice restaurant. And... I started thinking about 
the lady at the gypsy shop. And I was like, why didn't you stop? It's not like you had reservations you had to keep. Why didn't you stop? And I started thinking about what I had said to her when I said, maybe I'll come back. And when I had said it, I didn't mean it. I was just saying it. And I was like, why, why wouldn't you go back? You have no one's agenda but your own to keep tonight. So why wouldn't you go back? You didn't stop on the way. That's fine. But she's there till nine. And then it was like, oh, I can go back. I don't have to ask anybody. I don't have to clear it by anyone. I'm not working on anyone else's agenda. I can go if I want to, not go if I don't want to. And so I enjoyed my nice dinner, had a couple glasses of wine, and, and then I did. I walked back to this gypsy shop. And I had my very first ever tarot card reading, which had me in tears. Yeah, I remember the first words out of her mouth were, you're in a place of healing. And I just started to cry. And then she said a whole bunch of other things that were spot on, of course. And I ended up buying some crystals, of course. <laughs> And, um, but it ended up being a really healing evening for me. It, I can't, I couldn't have planned a more perfect date with myself. And I went home just feeling so rewarded and so in love with myself. Like, wow, you really showed up. You set out, all you knew is that you were going to go to dinner and that's all you thought you would do. And you ended up being open to other things to cross your path. You didn't shut them down. That lady spoke to you and you found it in yourself to respond to something that was out of the ordinary. And maybe a little scary. She didn't know what a tarot card reading would be like. But you said yes. You said yes to you. You showed up for you. And you ended up getting a really special gift out of this. And that ended up being one of the most healing occasions in my entire journey. To this day, I still, I, I've never forgotten that night. I treasure it because it gave me the gift of being alone and being okay with myself. I didn't have to ask a friend to go with me. I didn't have to bring a book. I didn't have to have my phone out. I didn't need any distractions. The other thing was I didn't have to sit at the bar and talk to people, which I enjoy doing that too. There's nothing wrong with that. But I could sit at a table 
and I could just be. And that started a new uh, not habit for me, but kind of it gave me a new sense of self-awareness and self-confidence. And I started to look for reasons and opportunities to go out on my own, whether it was to dinner, whether it was to an event or whatever it was. I didn't have to have company. And I consider that to be one of the most valuable lessons that I have ever learned. And funny thing is, it was actually uh, just a few months after this self-date exercise that I went on, um, and then I had some more times because I suddenly found that I loved being alone with myself, even out in public. And it was several months after this that I ended up meeting uh, Bruce, who is my wonderful, amazing partner now. And we came together in a way that we, we were both capable of showing up individually in our relationships so authentically and vulnerably. And it's because we both had had our own healing journey and our own experiences similar to the one that I talked about. So, and that's, <laughs> it's a lot of what we talked about when we first started going out started, you know, having some dates, we would have really long conversations. Nothing was surface level with us ever, ever. Nothing was surface level. Everything was very raw and real and which was new for both of us in a really wonderful way. And we would talk about that too, like just never had this comfort level, but it was more than a comfort level. It was like a knowing. It was this, I know I can be so real and so open with you. I know that it's safe. I know that you're safe. And I think that's what we were creating for each other. And, and without trying, we were just giving each other a safe place to be ourselves. It was like, you can come in. I've got you. And I respect where you've been and I respect the ugly and the painful and the hard. And I can hold space for that because here's mine. I've also experienced the ugly and the painful and the hard. And 
I haven't made all the right decisions either. And here are all the sides of me that sometimes I have a hard time living with. Here are all the sides of me that sometimes I have a hard time accepting. Here are all the sides of me that sometimes I don't, I don't understand. I don't dislike them. I just don't understand them. Can you hold space for them too? And I remember the second time we hung out, there were just hours and hours of talking and tears on both parts. Like we were sharing so deeply from the deepest parts of us in ways that neither one of us had ever opened up with anyone else in any other relationship. And again, this was not months of dating. This was literally, we had had our first date the weekend prior, and this was the next weekend. <laughs> and we both were, we felt so safe to speak and to cry and to just be fully exposed for the other person. And we knew we didn't fully understand all of it, but we knew that it was the reason we were able to be there for each other in that way was because of the depth of work we had individually done on ourselves and we're continuing to do. It's like the work in me could see the work in him and vice versa. <laughs> you know, namaste, the light in me sees and honors the light in you. It was, it was that kind of reflection happening with us. And it felt so beautiful and and safe is just the word that comes to me. It's, it's the best word to describe what transpired between us. And it's those initial times that set the tone for the future of us. And we now are able to look back on those early days and the months and years leading up to us meeting and coming together and realize how we were being prepared for each other. And we talk about had we met, you know, months earlier, years earlier, we wouldn't have we wouldn't have dated we wouldn't have been a thing we wouldn't have been ready for each other we wouldn't have neither one of us would have been in a place to accept the other person and that was just the impeccable timing of the universe 
knowing how and when to bring us together. And I'm so thankful that we both had the courage to go within ourselves in the months and years prior and allow ourselves to get real with ourselves, allow ourselves to build relationships with our ourselves. And that's why I wrote what I wrote, the part that I read at the beginning where I say, I haven't been waiting my whole life for you. I am good as I am. I am whole as I am. I choose to live with you. I choose to spend my life with you. I don't want to spend it without you. I wouldn't want it any other way. It doesn't mean I can't. It means I don't want to. It means I choose not to. Love is a choice. Love is a choice. And we must first choose deep love for ourselves. Because once we experience what deep self-love feels like, we will be so full and so alive and so satisfied and so fucking filled with the abundance of all that we are that we realize we have love to give. And when you're loving from an overflowing place, that is real love. When you're trying to love somebody from an emptiness, from a place of lack in yourself, from a place of unfulfillment in yourself, then you are, that's when you fall into that place of seeking them to complete something in you. That's when you feel lost if they don't stay with you. And that's when you fall into that anxious place, like, oh my God, what will I do if they leave me? How will I live if they leave me? I'm not saying that when you fully love yourself, you aren't sad if someone leaves or, or there can't be heartbreak. I'm not saying that at all. But you experience even the sadness, even the heartbreak, is experienced from a place of fullness rather than a place of lack, if that makes sense. So the pain can still happen. Sadness can still happen. But what you lose is the sense of lack the emptiness, the I have nothing. 
and loving from that really full, complete space is when you realize how powerful love is and how powerful love that two people share, how far it can go. You take one really full, loving person and you take another really full, loving person. Those are two powerful, loving beings. You put them together, that's a fucking power couple, people. <laughs> that's, that's what a power couple is. When you're both so equally just full on your own and you come together and dynamic shifts can happen, change can happen, worlds collide in a beautiful way. Rather than two empty souls reaching for anything to fill them, you must do the work of finding self-love, deep, deep, deep self-love. It must be cultivated, and it is you that has to do that work. There are a lot of tools. There are guides. There are books. There are resources. Set the intention that it's the work you want to do and the resources will come along. They will be provided, just like the course, becoming the one that came to me when I needed it. And somehow I found the value. Somehow I was able to see the value in investing $100 in that course and taking myself on a date and allowing myself to have my first tarot card reading and finding myself falling in love with me in a way I had no idea could even happen. And then falling in love with a man who lights my life the fuck up. So I couldn't be more grateful for the color that he adds to my life. And I love my alone time. I love when he gets his alone time because we both really flourish from that. And then we reconnect with so much excitement and excited to share what we've learned in our time alone. And sure, we miss each other, but it's not this longing, I'm empty without you, I don't know how to exist when we're not together. It's We get a chance to be full again, away from each other, but still connected. And we come back together and we always have new ideas and new inspirations and new things that we've discovered find the love for yourself because then it will lead you to someone who loves themselves equally and 
you'll be able to join forces with them in the name of love and love is fucking fabulous when we desire a healthy relationship with another person and i am talking about a relationship that brings with it a depth of respect and love and honor first must come the ability to be alone and not just the ability to be alone but the love of being alone alone with ourselves without distractions just the aloneness of us and our authenticity which I mean, in all honesty, can be a really hard place to be. And the reason it's such a hard place to be is because there's no room for an image. There's no room for putting on a show because there's no audience to watch the show. I mean, think about it. Of all people, we know what is show when it comes to our own selves and our own lives and we know what is real and so the process of being alone with ourselves eliminates any room for a show because we know when that show is turned on and when that show is turned off and that's what makes it such a challenging place to be because that place of aloneness with ourselves with all barriers down all insecurities exposed all pretenses down we experience the unfamiliar area of simply being and if we can get through the discomfort of it, the initial discomfort of being in that place of aloneness with us, our bare souls, our authentic, real selves, and everything that we tend to hide and distract from when others are around, if we can get through that initial discomfort, we will find a connection with ourselves that ends up being the most valuable, powerful connection of all. And it's this connection that is so often the piece, the vital, vital piece that is missing when we are seeking a relationship with another human being. Because subconsciously, not intentional but subconsciously very often we feel lacking we we are coming from a place of lack within ourselves and that is why we are seeking so desperately at times that relationship with another person we we are we feel an emptiness we feel a void and we think that being in a relationship with someone is going to fill that void when in fact, 
and this sounds so cliche, but we must learn to fill that void for ourselves. No one, no one can complete us. No one can, I hate the term better half. No one can be our better half. We are whole in ourselves. We're not halves. We don't have a better half and a worse half. We're not, we're not, we're not parts. We're not pieces. We are a whole being and healing any voids or any sense of lack within ourselves has to be the first step to calling in partnership that then can be whole and healthy and fulfilling. If we're just trying to complete something in us, or if we are trying to complete something in someone else, then what we're missing is the pieces that are already very perfectly formed fitting together to create something beautiful. It's like a puzzle. I'm a piece of the puzzle. You're a piece of the puzzle. All the different people and experiences in our lives are another piece of the puzzle. So we can come together to create a really pretty picture. We can fit together in a way that creates something beautiful, but that doesn't mean that our piece, the piece that we are to that puzzle, that it is broken. Imagine, think of, picture a puzzle piece in your mind. You know, they have the, the way a puzzle is cut and they have little like knobby parts and they have square parts and they have corners. Some have corners and some don't have corners, but they are shaped the way they are shaped for a purpose. And if we change the shape of a puzzle piece in any way, it will no longer fit the way it was made to fit. So I liken this to relationships. If we are changing any piece of ourself to try and fit somewhere that we're not supposed to fit, we're altering our already perfect self. Does that make sense? And we're not going to fit into the same beautiful masterpiece that we were intended for because we will have shaved off a corner or taken off a piece of ourselves that was supposed to fit just so into that complete picture. So just as a puzzle piece is so intricately cut and shaped and formatted to fit into the whole, so are we. We are so intricately 
formed and shaped to be a piece of something much bigger, to be a piece of the universe, to be a piece of the change, to be a piece of the love, to be a piece of a life, a relationship, a family, a social circle, a career. We get to be a piece of all of those things. And the beautiful thing is we're already designed to do that. We're already designed to fit perfectly into that. So finding and cultivating the love for who we are as we are without changing anything about ourselves, without shaving off any corners, without altering anything and trusting that when the whole piece comes together, when the whole picture comes together, we're fitting exactly the way we were intended to. And the, the other pieces that we connect with, the relationships, the friendships, the uh, connections that we make, they're all an integral piece also. So all of these very important pieces, if one is missing, the picture won't be complete. If one is not whole, if we try to shave off a corner of someone else, if we try to alter someone else to fit into the picture differently, or we try to make it smaller or bigger or we think that if we can just change this one thing about a situation or a person or ourselves that will be making it better, we're actually just creating a lot of work for ourselves by trying to alter an already perfect picture. So it, it is developing the ability to see ourselves and see the other pieces in our world, the other members, if you will, of this society, the other people that we are in relationship with, that we desire relationship with, the other connections, our family members, our friends, seeing them and allowing them space to cultivate that deep sense of purpose and that deep sense of self-love that we almost have. We almost have that in order to come together perfectly in this life puzzle. We are love. Love is not something to be found because it is not lost. It is who we are. And when we recognize that love is not anything other than who we already are, then and only then are we ready to combine our love with another's. And that, my friends, that is a force to be reckoned with, a force more powerful than any other force, a force that 
ignites change, heals wounds, transforms lives, and the world is forever changed for the better. Have a good one.